Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Show. I'm Chris Ann Hall, and we are a teach show, not a talk show. And we are always liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. So happy to be here with you today. We ran uh, just two episodes this week. Things have been really, really busy here with uh, the Liberty First Legal Ministry, with our teaching as we travel and teach, and also some, you know, family things. Because in addition to being, to having a nonprofit law firm, in addition to being a lawyer, the only lawyer in the nonprofit law firm, mind you, uh, in addition to all the teaching that we do, in addition to all the uh, podcasts that we do in addition to the teaching that I do at the university. I actually, you know, try to fit in a life there every now and again. And so just two episodes this week, and I hope that you are learning from them. You see, I endeavor not to just be some talking head, some, some, some conservative chat box that just chats up the public party uh, the, the, the popular party narratives and pointing fingers at, at Republicans and pointing fingers at Democrats and calling people rhinos and that sort of thing. I understand that that's good for ratings. I understand that brings power to parties. I understand that it helps, I don't know, maybe drive people to the ballot box. But I am... And this ministry is more interested in you learning. Not what to think, not who to blame, but real, practical, honest to God solutions to the problems. So whereas we will discuss problems, we will also discuss solutions. And just for the first time, listener, if you lean towards a high a, a tendency to be a very party isolated kind of person, just understand in this house, we will criticize unconstitutional Republicans as much, if not more, than the unconstitutional Democrats. Because you see, the Democrats are who they are. They are pretty upfront and open about who they are. So it's really difficult to point out where they're, you know, deviating from the norm. But it's the Republicans, unfortunately, that sell themselves as being something that quite often they're not. Have you ever thought about the fact that there, no one has coined nor used the phrase dino? Democrat in name only. But there is a frequent and fervent use of the word rhino, which is Republican in name only. Shouldn't that be sort of indicative, it's illustrative of, of the problem that we have in America today? People as pretending to be conservatives. People pretending to be Republicans. What exactly does that mean? 
Well, if you want to really know what that means, you have to go to the standard of the political party. The standard of the Republican Party would be the Republican Party platform. You can read it. It's online. And they claim to be the party of the Constitution, of limited government. But as I mentioned in previous shows, you've got Lindsey Graham up there promising that if we get a Senate that is dedicated to the Republican Party, the Senate that has a strong Republican majority, Lindsey Graham promises that you will get a more centrist Supreme Court nominee candidate, a more midstream. Are you kidding me? Why wouldn't somebody from the Republican Party say, if you give us a Senate majority, we will ensure that you have a candidate for the Supreme Court that is more limited government-minded, more constitutional government-minded. I mean, that's what their party platforms does. That's what their standard is. So just a little, you know, short little monologue on the ideas of rambling through the head of Chris Ann Hall as relevant and relative to what we do here. So I'm just trying to say in a kind of roundabout sort of way that if constitutional standards and moral standards trigger or bother you, then I would just simply ask you to work your hardest to turn that off for just the short length of this show and see if there's something that I'm saying that maybe resonates with something within you. Because remember, we're a teach show, not a talk show. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you facts. Not opinions from Chris Ann Hall, but facts. That's why we have Christian in the driver's seat over there. Christian is going to show you articles. He's going to show you videos. He is going to show you the facts. So you can see that what I'm saying is not just some political rhetoric some newswire that's been fed to me by, oh, I don't know, the Sinclair Corporation, perhaps. So how about we get started? Because today's show is going to be how and why the media lies. That's what we're talking about today. How and why the media lies. Now, maybe I gave you that little monologue in the beginning because I'm not going to be showing you any clips from CNN or MSNBC. I'm going to be showing you clips from Fox and Newsmax. So I just want you to be prepared for what you're about to see in this episode of how and why the media lies. So we can be really truthful about the source or sources of information that we choose. And I think more relevantly, how we evaluate the information that is coming to us. See, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting information from Fox. And at the same time, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting information from CNN or Slate or Vox. It's how you assess that information 
It's how you critique that information. It's how you use that information that really, really matters. If you just suck it all in and believe it for whatever it says, it really doesn't matter which source you're getting it from. Because believing whatever is fed to you, instead of taking the necessary time to truly vet it, is really wherein lies the problem. So it doesn't matter if it comes from Fox or Newsmax or OAN or uh, RT or CNN or MSNBC or Vox or Slate or Epic. The responsibility is upon the receiver of the information to ensure the accuracy of that information. I just simply want to repeat that again. It is essential that we understand it is the responsibility of the receiver of the information to vet the accuracy of the information. There is no other way to really know if what you're getting is true because the moment you cast out there and you rely on your source to be truthful, then you don't understand how it works. Why, how, and why the media lies. So I guess maybe given that sort of preamble ramble, we should get into what brought this to my mind as our teaching talk topic of the day. Now, before we get in that, I want Christian to remind you to like and share right now. Go ahead and like and share right now so that you will be able to share this out. Because I, I forgot to mention to you from the very beginning, we are banned from YouTube again until June 30th. I mean, this is like long time sentence jail this time on YouTube. So that means we're only available on Rumble, DLive, Twitch, and Facebook. Did I get them all, Christian? Rumble, DLive, Twitch, and Facebook. Yeah? And then... The audio versions, Christian so diligently adds every day, are on Anchor FM, Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, and a plethora of other channels that I have no knowledge of. Because we want you to share these things. If you want to take our RSS feed and plug it into some platform, we're cool with that, man. Because we understand the importance I mean, if I didn't think what we were doing is important, I certainly wouldn't be sitting here on this incredibly gorgeous Florida day. This is probably the best Florida day this year. I mean, from a, you know, weather perspective. So anyway, what we're doing here is important. And so what brought to mind, oh, like and share. That's what I was trying to say. Not only that, go ahead and start leaving comments. The more you comment, the more people will see while it's happening live and will be placed into their feed later. And as people scroll through, when they see your comments, they'll also say, hey, that's a cool comment. I want to hear more about this show. And they'll listen. So like, share, post it, email it, 
text it. Whatever you do, Proton, Signal, WhatsApp, send the link out. It really helps. It really, really helps. And then we don't rely on the algorithms that hate us and they never get out, right? Like, share, subscribe if you're new here. Subscribe. And maybe you'll even get the notifications. I mean, you know, it's a crapshoot, but we do what we can. So, Christian, our first story up here has to do with, I know you've seen this, if you've been paying attention to anybody's social media, if you've been paying attention to any of the news stories, both mainstream and, you know, both conservative and liberal liberal mainstream. So some videos were put up of Barack Obama's visit to the White House. And in this visit, Fox News and I believe Newsmax as well, allege that poor old Biden was left alone to wander in his dementia, lost and confused, and ignored by the overbearing, overshadowing, kind of, you know, excuse my French, jackass, Barack Obama. Now, Fox and Newsmax show these videos. We're going to show them to you in just a second. But then the mainstream comes behind and says, well, wait a minute. Why didn't you show the whole video? The whole video which shows that maybe things aren't as they are perceived in the short clips offered. So, Christian, go ahead and play... uh, the one into the first Fox one and two, and you can play them right one right after each other. Okay. And I'll, and I'll wait for you to be done. Christian, seriously, I know you're not mic'd up over there. We should mic you up when I'm here by myself. What, 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 and I'll repeat to the people, what, what's your thought as you're looking at that? He looks lost. Yeah. I mean, seriously, play the, play the, the Ingram clips now. Okay. Lost, confused. I, you know, and I don't doubt that this is the case, right? At least I don't doubt that Biden spends the most of his time lost and confused, but that's because the man has some serious health issues, both mental and physical. And the fact that he's still doing what he's doing, I've said this over and again, is an issue of elder abuse. I mean, I worked for the Department of Elder Affairs as a an attorney for the Department of Elder Affairs in Florida. By Florida accounts, this would be elder abuse against the law. Go ahead and play those. You're still figuring out? <laughs> Got it? All right. Here we go. Is it coming? That Biden doesn't know what on earth he's doing or at times 
where he even is. Isn't it interesting they're playing God Bless America in the background there? Okay, is there a second one from her? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Is this the second one? Okay, go ahead and play the second one. Because we pretty much saw it, right? You're good. I'm making high demands on Christian today, so. Ah, <laughs> oh, make it stop. It's awful. When this one's done, go directly into the Newsmax. Okay? I'll talk for a little bit. But you see how that's happening, right? So the mainstream media, are we there? Give me a thumbs up. We're ready? No? Okay. Well, give me a thumbs up when we're ready. Now, CNN and MSNBC and the rest of the leftists are really, really upset because they say Fox News is clipping this short. They're taking it out of context. They're not playing the whole video. Go ahead and play the Newsmax then. President Biden is just seen walking. Uh, there he is. He's trying to get his attention. But yeah, at one point, it. he's just walking aimlessly through the room, which is really sad because it just shows the crowd that Obama draws. There he is. He just he doesn't know where to go. Um, this, I think, was the administration's kind of only hope to try and bring attention away from everything that they're getting negative press on. Look at Obama. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, the guy's like a rock star. Everybody's surrounding and there's him. There's president. The president. This is a, a lost old man. This is when I pulled out the 25th Amendment. Betsy, and do you think that's, again. I know you've got the Okay, the go ahead and take that often. Now, what, again, main, what CNN, MSNBC, NBC, CBS, ABC, all the, the leftist ones are complaining is that this is a clip. This doesn't tell the whole picture. Now, you can go watch the whole picture. And I can tell you from my assessment that the mainstream media has a certain point now, there is also some truth in the Fox portrayal of what's happening. I would tell you the more accurate assessment of these videos is that they're both partially right and partially wrong. Fox does exaggerate a little bit to prove their point by clipping out some relevant features. And of course, CNN, MSNBC, and all the leftists are Correct. That further watching of the video does show a little bit more context, especially in the part with Barack Obama. But it doesn't all. But they're also ignoring the fact that Biden is just simply not all there. And to this videos are not unusual for him. There's just way too much evidence that this man is off in la-la land and these people who push him in front of the crowd and, and push him to do what he's doing are just simply exploiting. Can I say that word? I think that's probably the most accurate way to describe the abuse 
against Biden. Exploitation. You see, this would be like exploiting a, an elderly person for monetary gain. I mean, seriously, that's what these people are doing. That's what the Democrat Party is guilty of. Now, what I want to show you is a quote by Thomas Jefferson. And I'm going to go ahead and I forgot to pull it up on my phone, but Christian's going to go put it up there. And I'm going to pull it up so you can see it. Um, let's see. Give me just one second. This is a, a letter that Thomas Jefferson writes when he's president in 1807, okay? And Jefferson is writing to John Norville. And John Norville says, writes a letter to Jefferson first, asking his advice on what would be the best way to begin a new newspaper. Apparently, Norville wants to start his own newspaper. So this response Jefferson writes to Norville on the 14th of June in 1807 is Jefferson answering Norville's question, what's the best way to run a newspaper? He says, to your request of my opinion of the manner in which a newspaper should be conducted so as to be most useful, I should answer by, quote, by restraining it to true facts and sound principles only, end quote. And then Jefferson, quite aware and in tune with the human nature, says, yet I fear such paper would find few subscribers. Could I just mention to you, podcasts, publications that you find that are dedicated to, as Jefferson calls them, true facts and sound principles only, are not as heavily shared, do not have as many subscribers as the ones who are party-focused, tribalistic manner, sensationalist, you know, making the freaking frogs gay, screaming and yelling, I'm a public publicity figure, right? I mean, I like many of these guys, but if their entire message is, you know, Biden bad, Republican good, then how is that any different from orange man bad, Democrat good? See, these are not articles, these are not... Sources dedicated, as Jefferson says, to facts, true facts and sound principles only. Because it's a matter of human nature. People like drama. They like sensationalism. And they like their tribalistic tendencies to be fed. Okay? I mean, it's not a criticism, guys. It's a recognition of human nature. I mean, come on. When I'm not working... I don't, I don't turn on the television to be fed truth and, and principles. When I'm not working, I turn on the TV 
to be entertained. I mean, let's just be honest. Some people want their entertainment to be political in nature. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but we got to be honest about what we're doing here. Now, when I'm not working, because what I do is what you see here. When I'm not working, I don't want my entertainment to be political in nature. I want my entertainment to be non-factual in nature. But, you know, I guess... Hi, Christian. According to Jefferson, because I want my information to be non-factual in nature, I probably should watch the news, right? <laughs> but I don't. I watch, you know, science fiction. I watch dramas that aren't real, you know, that sort of thing. Although I do, just on a side note, really enjoy a good biography. So anyway, Jefferson says, yet I fear such paper would find few subscribers. It is a melancholy truth that a suppression of the press could not be more completely could not more completely deprive the nation of its benefits than is done by its own abandoned prostitution to falsehood. Now, check out what he says next. This is the important part. I don't know if you can highlight this for them, Christian, because it might help them. Nothing can now be believed, which is seen in a newspaper. Let me remind you, this is 1807. Donald Trump did not coin the phrase fake news, nor did CNN begin it or its application. Jefferson is telling us in 1807, nothing can now be believed, which is seen in a newspaper. He says truth itself becomes suspicious by being put into that polluted vehicle. I almost said political. That was probably a little bit of Freudian slip. He says the real extent of this state of misinformation is known only to those who are in situations to confront the facts within their knowledge with the lies of the day. See, this is what I was telling you in the beginning. It is our responsibility to vet the information. We are responsible for determining whether we're being fed the facts or not. If you leave it to Fox, if you leave it to Newsmax, if you leave it to CNN, if you leave it to MSNBC, come on, guys, they're not going to give you the whole truth and nothing but the truth. That's not their job. Their job is to make you glued to the screen, to suck you into their drama and their tribalism for their rating. Remember, I've said this over and over again. Chaos is their currency because chaos drives ratings. Why do you think the old Adam, if it bleeds, it leads, has been forever the mantra of the news? This is what Jefferson says. I really look with commiseration over the great body of my fellow citizens who, in reading newspapers, live and die in the belief that they have known something of what has been passing in the world in their time. If you, if your entire source of information is the news, then I'm sorry. Um, you simply do not have the truth. And let, let me show you. On my website, chrisannhall.com, several, many years ago, 
I wrote an article called Why Media Has Become the Tool of the Political Complex. Okay? Why media has become a tool of the political complex. And you need to read this. I mean, if you're interested in vetting sources and vetting information, if you're interested in being in the possession of truth and the ability to discern truth, right? If you're interested in that, then reading this article will be very instrumental in guiding your understanding, okay? What happened was in 2011, a congressman by, uh, from Texas by the name of Thornberry, Representative Thornberry from Texas, in 2011, tried to get a piece of federal legislation passed called the smith munt Modernization Act in 2011. Some very diligent and vigilant patriots in Texas contacted me about this piece of legislation and said, Chrisanne, this looks bad. Can you help us? Can you tell me, please, is this good or bad? Because our spidey senses are kind of kicking in here, right? So I read this bill and immediately recognized that it was dangerous to liberty. So in 2011, we jumped on a, a platform and began disseminating the truth about this bill and started a campaign to defeat it. And we did in 2011. And then Thornberry, and the Republican majority in 2012 were not discouraged by the fact that the people did not want this bill. The people did not want this bill in such numbers that we shut it down. But that didn't discourage Thornberry and the Republican majority at the time. And they embedded the bill in the language of the National Defense Authorization Act of 2012. Now, what's interesting is the National Defense Authorization Act is a bill, an economic bill, every year that is passed to, quote unquote, pay our soldiers and our service members. But it does more than that. As a matter of fact, the paychecks of our service members is such a small portion of that bill. It is very disingenuous to identify the NDAA as the payment of the salaries of our service members. In reality, the majority of that money actually goes to defense contractors and then pet projects like the Smith Modernization Act. See, what the NDAA becomes is what I call a Trojan horse. All the legislation that the legislators really wanted to pass but couldn't pass on its own merits because they didn't have the backing or it was too offensive for the people, so the people didn't want it. They bury it in the NDAA and they convince people to vote for the NDAA with coercion and 
emotional blackmail, political blackmail. Because you see, if you don't vote in favor of the NDAA, then you're that guy who doesn't want to pay our military their paychecks. No, seriously, this is the emotional blackmail that they use. If you're the guy that says, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, they've got something shoved in the NDAA that, that, that shouldn't be in there. It's got nothing to do with the payment of our service members. It has nothing to do with, you know, national defense payments. What they try to do is bootstrap and say it's a national defense issue. But the National Defense Authorization Act is an appropriation bill. It's only supposed to be about funding. And so they use the emotional blackmail of, oh, you're the guy that doesn't want to pay our military their paycheck. When in reality, they're like, well, wait a minute. I will pay our military their paycheck, but I can't support this, whatever this bill is, that you're trying to cram in here. And so all the unloved but highly wanted legislation gets pushed through the pipe as a subset of the National Defense Authorization Act. And that's what happened with the smith Mont Modernization Act of 2012. Thornberry and his co-sponsors were able to sneak it through in the 2012 session in the NDAA and undoing, okay, undoing, let me just do this math, uh, 64 years of protection of liberty in America. So without spending too much time on the on this Smith Modernization Act, let me just explain to you what happened. In 1948, Congress, you know, I mean, we're just coming out of World War II. We've seen what what uh, Stalin, we've seen what what Hitler have done through manipulations of the media. And so um, Congress gets together and tries to, and to, to pass this bill that says, no, we're not going to have a, quote unquote, ministry of truth anymore because we had one. We've had it twice. We've had, let's see, let me forget this. Um, Woodrow Wilson established a committee on public information through executive order, influencing American public opinion toward the supporting of U.S. involvement in World War I. He appointed uh, George Creel, a well-renowned investigative journalist and editor of the Rocky Mountain News, to be the chairman over the um, public committee on public information. In 1942, FDR established the United States Office of War Information by executive order to, quote unquote, truthfully inform the American people about our government's efforts in World War II. And FDR appointed Elmer Davis, a well-known CBS news analyst, to be the director of the Office of War Information. And Davis's job was to coordinate information from the military and mobilize public support for the war. Executive orders, creating executive agencies whose purpose, using your tax dollars to create propaganda to make you make you believe in and support World War I, World War II. 
And so what we have now is a battle happening after we've seen what Joseph Goebbels does in the Ministry of Public Enlightenment and Propaganda. There are members of Congress that decided we don't want this thing anymore. Ironically, quite ironically, by you, by the way, the AP published at this time, quote, government cannot engage in newscasting without creating the fear of propaganda, which necessarily would reflect the objectivity of the news services from which such newscasts are prepared. AP says if we're being fed storylines, then you should suspect us of not giving you the truth. Our credibility, our objectivity should be in question if we're just simply repeating the news lines we've been fed. Keep that in mind. Like, what, what, so put a little pin in that one because you're going to see that come back for you in just a second. But in 1948, the smith Act was passed with three key limitations on government. And the first and most well-known restriction was originally a prohibition on domestic dissemination of materials intended for foreign audiences paid for with your tax dollars to corrupt the judgment of Americans. Now, the smith one Act, in case you wanted to look it up, is found at 22 U.S.C. 1641-1A titled Ban on Domestic Activities by United States Information Agency. Enter into the picture the Smith Modernization Act of 2012, which undoes all the, uh, completely unwraps all the protections, all the limitations of government using your tax dollars to create propaganda to be fed to our news sources here domestically. Now, when we confronted Thornberry and the Republican majority in favor of this bill, the Smith Modernization Act, you know, they tried to spin their regular rhetoric of, oh, Chris Ann is not telling you the truth. Go read the bill. It doesn't do what she says. But when you read the bill and apply a knowledge of legislative language and legal understanding, you see that they were very crafty in creating loopholes the size of the Grand Canyon so they can actually take money, your money, and use it to create news, to be fed through domestic news wires, to manipulate the minds and the understandings of the American people. Now, if you want to know more details about this, you can go to chrisannhall.com and read the article. Why? What was that called again? I always get this title wrong. Anyway, uh, why? What is it? Why media has become the tool of the political complex. Go read it. It will help you understand what's happening. It'll help you understand why the next video Christian is about to show you is even possible. Now, what's interesting is when you see this next video and basically what this video and the people who, who actually cr 
critique this video will try to tell you is that the reason this video is possible is because all these media sources are owned by the Sinclair Corporation. And the Sinclair Corporation is giving out all this information. Boo, bad, hiss, bad corporation, right? I'm not diminishing the wickedness of this corporate act. But what they don't tell you, we will show you in the video afterwards, is that this message is actually coming from a government script. Sinclair didn't make this up. Sinclair was fed this script. And the Sinclair Corporation says, everybody we own will read this script. Are we ready, Christian? All right, go ahead and play the Sinclair video. Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about trouble and trying to be responsible. One-sided one news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news, news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Are you catching that? Do you hear that? The same message over and over and over again. Now, Christian is going to put up for you the communications, the House Communications Committee hearing that was held sometimes, sometime after the Sinclair broadcasts that you saw. Now, I want to put this to you. And I'm going to show you a little illustration of this a little bit later. It is the tool. It is the practice, historically, of government to use the media as the John the Baptist of information, if you will. To be the pre-prophet of the information. So that when 
You hear it from the government because you've already been hearing it over and over from the media. You believe the media, and this is not you, this is not you meaning you, you looking at me, I'm meaning you in the general population of America. When the general population of America hears this over and over and over and over and over again, they begin to believe it as if it is true. So when it is now settled in the mind and the psyche of the people because the news is the news. We don't call it the opinions. We don't call them op-ed shows. We call them news shows. We don't even call them information shows. We call them news shows, which implies that they're feeding you facts. So what you have now is over a timeline of hearing the same things over and over again from these fed outlets disseminating the script they're told. Now all of the sudden the government can say, oh, well, you see, it's a reality. We really need to jump in and fix this. This is what we have as a problem. So now we got to come in and fix this problem. When in reality, they are creating the storyline. So the American people will believe it's a problem. It may or may not even actually be a really real problem. But when you repeat something over and over and over again, the veracity of that thing is irrelevant because people begin to believe it is true. They believe it as true. They believe it as fact. Now give me a thumbs up when we're ready for the first clip. We're ready? Okay, Christian, play the first clip from this U.S. Congressional Committee meeting sometime after the Sinclair script went out. The First Amendment protects the freedom of the press and the freedom of speech. Oh, go in there and turn off the other video, the previous one. It seems to be still playing. You love how YouTube will just continue to play videos after you're done watching them, right? Come on, please. So then give me a thumbs up. So this is from the U.S. House Rep Committee meeting to determine, I'll just let the cat out of the bag, what we should do with the dissemination of disinformation. Are we ready? Okay, go ahead. Go, it's okay. We love you. Go. Okay, go back to the spot then. Don't we love Christian? <laughs> Christian helps me so I don't have to do all these things. So I'm very appreciative. We're ready? We're good? All right. Go. But that. All of our lives were put at risk, as was the vice president's. The First Amendment protects the freedom of the press and the freedom of speech. And the freedom of speech encourages us to ask tough questions about what is going on in the media, what is motivating the tidal wave of disinformation that is putting the lives of so many Americans and ultimately our democracy at risk. Part okay. Now let's, while Christian sets up the next clip, let's talk about that. Did you hear what he said? The First Amendment demands we ask tough questions. Um, no, it does not. The First Amendment demands 
that Congress leave speech alone. That Congress leave the freedom of press alone. It does not demand Congress to determine what is truth and what is not. It demands quite the opposite. Look at this what he said. Disinformation, which is dangerous to our democracy. Go ahead, the next one. Okay, did you catch that? Misinformation is killing. It is damaging our democracy. Do you see the precursor of the Sinclair message, which, by the way, didn't just go out on Sinclair? But you'll notice that Sinclair op- owned the whole spectrum of news sources, right? It wasn't just Fox. It wasn't just MSNBC. So you have the same media message going out, and now Congress has picked it up. Give me a thumbs up when we're ready for the next one. Ready? Go. Uh, Chairman Doyle mentioned this. And there are consequences to the constant airing of misinformation of false news. Some have tragically lost their lives because they relied on disinformation about COVID-19, including the father of one of the witnesses today. And for months, some of these outlets aired programming that falsely claimed the presidential election was stolen. Do you catch that? Do we have any more clips? Is that the last one? That was it? Dangerous to our democracy. And because the American people were fed that for so long, now you have a whole segment of the American population that are like, yeah, we need to look at this. Disinformation, that's dangerous to democracy. I just had this thought the other day randomly, Christian. I mean, I don't know. I was just thinking, I was just watching the news and I was just randomly thinking, you know, this this disinformation is damaging to our democracy. It's dangerous to us. It's killing people. No, I'm sorry, you did not randomly have that thought. That thought was planted in your brain on purpose. Why? Because Benjamin Franklin wrote in 1722 that if anyone were to destroy the liberty of a nation, they must begin by destroying, by controlling freedom of speech. Planted in your brain with your tax dollars, mind you. That disinformation is damaging, dangerous to the democracy. So you welcome, you welcome what's coming. You ask for it. I mean, not you, right? Because you are with us. You already know what's going on. But the yous around you. All the people, conservative and liberal, who are talking about misinformation, right? Fake news. Do you understand? The conservative ire about fake news is driving the same end. Because we have some kind of misconception 
that it's the responsibility of the agencies to give us truth and we have no responsibility to vet it ourselves. So because we have no responsibility, we think, to vet it ourselves and all the responsibility is on the news media to give us truth, then guess what? If they're not giving us truth, then the government must come in and regulate them to make them do that. So we don't have to have any responsibility in it at all because that's what we like in America. Free stuff and no responsibilities. Give me a thumbs up when we're ready for this and I'll set it up. Yeah, the video from YouTube. Okay. All right. So this is, I, I watch, I, I, I like superhero movies, right? I do. I just, kind of one of my little things, one of my little brain shutdowns. I like superhero videos. And I rewatched a video that I haven't watched in a long, a movie I hadn't watched in a long time, which is called V for Vendetta. And Vendetta is kind of an, what they call an anti-hero. He does really violent, bad things for what he thinks are really good reasons, right? He think, he's, not the, he's not the villain that goes around and does bad things because he's wicked and evil and he wants to kill, right? Or he wants to destroy. He does bad things because he justifies them as a means to a better end. So he's called an anti-hero. And this is from, this clip is from V for Vendetta. I want you, in light of our teach show today, I want you to listen to what the Chancellor of the World Order says. Go ahead. Mr. Dascombe. What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. This message must be read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman, and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to remember why they need us. In the former United States, civil war continues to devastate the Midwest. Scientists attribute this latest water shortage to the lack of rainfall the last two years. Ministry officials expect water coupon prices to rise. Police have arrested nine suspects. Can you Police believe this shit? Importing avian flu going on all summer. Outside the quarantine zone, a new airborne pathogen has killed 27 people. Authorities have uncovered new evidence linking the terrorist organization called V to the St. Mary's viral attack on London 14 years. I want you to notice not just simply the eerie foretelling of what's happening here in this clip from a movie. Go ahead and put the IMBD link up there. This movie was released in 2005, okay? Christian's got the IMBD link up there so you can see. In 2005, right? Somebody will always ask me, how did they know today? They didn't know today. What they knew was human nature. See, that's how science fiction becomes successful. And that's how science fiction can become uh, foretelling. Because they don't know the future. They just know human nature. See, this is why Patrick Henry wrote, uh, why Patrick Henry said in 1775, I have but one lamp by which my feet are guided, and that is the lamp of experience. I know no way to judge the future but by the past. Solomon said in the Bible, there is nothing new under the sun. 
Alexander Hamilton wrote that experience is the oracle of truth, and where its responses are unequivocal, they ought to be held to be sacred and conclusive. You see, history always repeats because human nature never changes. Think about this. How many of you out there listening to my voice or watching this podcast right now will honestly admit, go ahead and raise your hand if this applies to you, Christian, that you have made the same stupid mistake more than once in your life? Christian, who's not even yet 18, (laughs) has raised his hand. How many times could you raise your hand? Why? That's why history always repeats, because we're built of a society of people that are constantly making the same mistakes over and over again, whether it be in our own life or within generations. Science fiction does not predict the future. It writes according to the dictates of human nature, because we're always doing the same stupid stuff over again. They just have insight. They, they speculate on what future problems might be based on current situations, and then they apply the wisdom of human nature. And that's why you have what you have. This is not a somebody from time travel coming back and, you know, doing whatever. This is actually people wise in human nature and understanding of history. So I want you to notice also in that picture, In that little clip, the guy at the bar is like, you believe this? It's been going on all summer. In the nursing home, the lady goes like that to the TV screen. You see, there's two purposes there. Number one, well, maybe more than two purposes. But one of the purposes is to plant a seed of information in your brain to make you believe whatever they say is actually happening. Number two, it's to desensitize you. So that you become disbelieving, dismissive, and you just simply disregard whatever they say. Even the truth they give you, they disregard. You check out. You'll be like, this is all crap. We can't believe anything, so I'm not even going to look for truth. Do you see what's happening? You either believe what they're feeding you, or you check out and say, I'm not even going to look for truth. I'm going to be like, well, you know, you can't believe anything that they say. So why would we even bother to even look for information? I'm just happy. You know, I, I see this all the time. I just stick my nose in my Bible. I just read the word. I just pray. Or, you know, I just I just watch my shows and and I go about my life. I don't even pay attention to that stuff. That's on purpose, guys. That's on purpose. They want you to either believe what they say or check out completely. Either way, you're out of the picture and you're no opposition to them. This is the planned, planned outcome. So what are we doing? The solution is education. The solution is free speech. Benjamin Franklin wrote in 1722, you will see a people will prove they are free by their freeness of speech. Checking out is not defending liberty. Ignoring what's happening in the world around you is not defending liberty. On this program,
program, the Chris Ann Hall Show. We want to show you the problems and the solutions so we can come together with unity in liberty to defend liberty. Not just for ourselves, but for future generations, which requires you to vet, to search, to find truth, and then speak it. I am in favor of everybody listening to this program right now having their own podcast. Do you think that if we were like the Sinclair Corporation and we were saying we had dozens, I I am not like most talking heads where I'm going to tell you I'm the only one you need to listen to. Absolutely not. You need to vet who you listen to. And then you need to be a voice yourself. Can you imagine how powerful it would be if people had the truth and like the Sinclair Corporation were just simply feeding the the airwaves and the knowledge channels with truth over and over and over and over again. That's why there's so many churches. Not everybody can hear the same message in the same way. I want everybody out there to speak the message of truth. And anybody out there who tells you or discourages you from doing anything that speaks truth. Now, I don't want you to be a, be a, a political puppet. I don't want you to be a tribalistic minion. I don't want you to be a parrot. I want you to be a discerner, a vetter, a seeker of wisdom, and then prove that you are free by speaking those things. We want to be a help in that. I want to, it's why we're not just t- teaching you what to say. We're teaching you how to find this information and how to think so that you can be the voice for whatever it is that makes you passionate. We've got to have these voices out there because what we're dealing with has been happening a really long time. What about deep fake? Come on, this technology of deep fake, that must be a new thing, right? Changing videos, changing pictures, that has to be something we've never seen before. Well, remember, Thomas Jefferson said in 1807, nothing can now be believed which is seen in a newspaper, right? Christian, go up and throw that picture of Stalin up there. Do you have it up there? All right, this is Stalin. In the Stalin regime, they were engaging in deep fake. Seriously. In the one picture, compared to the second picture, you see a very conspicuous absence of a person in the second picture from the first picture, do you not? This is how the Stalin administration controlled the message to the media. One day you're in the picture, the next day you're not. Because, you know, you were whacked. You were feeding the fishes. Or the bears in Russia. Who knows? So if you think this is new, you're missing the big picture. It has always been the tool of government and the tool of those in power to manipulate the people through the news and through images. Christian, go ahead and set up that that video there of our first deep fake instruction. 
You got it ready? All right, let's go. Now these these videos are a little bit long, but I want you to see what's happening. I'm going to I'm going to we're not going to watch this whole one, okay? I just want to show you. Go ahead and play that one. We're entering an era in which our enemies can make it look like anyone is saying anything at any point in time. Jordan Peele created this fake video of President Obama to demonstrate how easy it is to put words in someone else's mouth. Moving forward, we need to be more vigilant with what we trust from the internet. Not everyone bought it, but the technology behind such frauds is rapidly improving, even as worries increase about their potential for harm. This is your Bloomberg Quick Take on Deep Fakes. Deepfakes, or realistic-looking fake videos and audio, gained popularity as a means of adding famous actresses into porn scenes. Despite bans on major websites, they remain easy to make and find. They're named for the deep-learning artificial intelligence algorithms that make them possible. Input real audio or video of a specific person, the more the better, and the software tries to recognize patterns in speech and movement. Okay, go ahead and stop it. Now, like this video was made when Bloomberg made this expose, whatever, documentary, clips, when Obama was president. This stuff is advancing so quickly, right? This stuff is advancing so quickly. I want you to play the, the, the last video that we have for the show today and watch and see how far we've come since Barack Obama was president. Are we ready? Go ahead. All year long, Deep Tom Cruise has been posting videos showing what appears to be a different side of the Oscar-nominated actor. I think there's bubblegum inside this. People are surprised that I'm a big Dave Matthews guy. But believe it or not, that's most definitely not Tom Cruise. <laughs> Nor is this with me in our L.A. bureau. This is serious, breaking news, but a little behind the scenes, a little, a little flavor. I'm with one of the most legitimate correspondents on Earth. Now, if you're interviewing me, Jacob, yeah. you face it. Hold on just a second, there's a big fire. <laughs> We're safe. <laughs> you are deepfake Tom Cruise. That's me. <laughs> That's me. Miles Fisher may have an uncanny resemblance to the superstar, but using advanced technology, what he's created is far more than an extraordinary impersonation. Have you guys created the best deepfake that has ever been made? I think we have created the first deep fake that's so realistic that a large majority of people have seen. Not only seen, but fooled by, including at least one of the world's biggest celebrities. This is the one that Justin Bieber thought was real. Fisher says looking and sounding like the leading man made it difficult to chart his own path as an actor. All right, go ahead so and stop ago, that. Do you see that? Stumbling into a role with. How real that is. If Jefferson wrote in 1807, nothing can now be believed, which is seen in a newspaper. And now we have the technological capability to create videos like this. Can anything be believed, which is seen anywhere? That's why we have an even greater responsibility to discern truth from manipulation. It is not impossible. It is not impossible. It may be difficult at times. It may require effort at times. 
But we have to understand that we bear the responsibility to discern truth. We bear the responsibility to test the lies from the facts. We have that responsibility, not the people who are giving us the information we are. That's why the whole, what's the that Latin thing, caveat emptor, buyer beware. Because the seller wants you to buy and will tell you anything you want, they want you to hear, anything that you want to hear so that you'll buy it. Caveat emptor, people, with your news. Caveat emptor with the videos. The truth is out there. Everything is recorded. Everything. And even with the tech translation text technology that we have today, you can listen to presidential prime minister speeches in their native language and it'll be translated there for you. You don't have to rely on the published transcript. Now you will have to have a little bit of knowledge of the language because the technology for, for translation is not particularly exactly accurate. But you'll at least get an idea of what, what you're getting is true or not. And wherein the disagreement lies, you see there is the lie. So we have this responsibility. Liberty. The price of liberty is eternal vigilance. Vigilance is a personal responsibility, not a reliance on other people. Don't be fed. Be a hunter, right? <laughs> Don't be a consumer of information. Be a hunter of truth. It helps to have an understanding of the Constitution when we're dealing with government types of topics. Please go to libertyforsociety.com, become a member there, and get this truth. As a matter of fact, if this video turns out the way it feels like today, I'm going to be taking this video, doing a little improvements. Christian and I will work together, make some improvements, and we're going to make this a video for Liberty First Society, so it'll be available only to it will be available to the members there to understand what fake news is really about. It's a problem, but the solution does not lie in government regulation. The solution lies where it should always lie, in the responsibility of the self to discern truth. To self-govern. Keep your liberty so you need less government. Because the more government you have, the less liberty you will express. Well, don't forget to like and share. Don't forget to subscribe that bell. Well, I guess we're not on, live, on YouTube anymore. So you'll have to figure out how to subscribe on whichever medium you're on. I wonder, Christian... I almost feel like this might be a long enough break from YouTube that we might never go back. Even if they let us back, we might not go back.
<laughs> Christian said, when we go back, we should just go ahead and talk about everything they hate. You know, if we do that, we can broadcast it live. If we pull it off YouTube, then immediately, right? It'll go out live. We'll pull it off YouTube immediately, and then they won't be able to review it and cancel us. And then if people want to get the archives, they can go to Rumble or Twitch. Yeah. That's right. That's what our friend Jonathan Shuttleworth does. That's what we need to do. Let's put that in our plan. So when we get allowed, when we're allowed to come back on July 1st, we should have a slam bang episode on our first episode back on YouTube. And then we'll just make it our plan to remove whatever content off YouTube that we have so they can't, they can't kick us off. I like that. That's a great idea. I'm glad you had that, Christian. So like and share. Leave your comments below and don't forget to join us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, and all of the podcast platforms that you can think of. We're probably there. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am Chris Ann Hall, your host of the Chris Ann Hall Show. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. God bless. Have a great weekend. Until next time. We hold these truths to be self-evident. that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested, sentenced to a week in she jail. She also and tore up a cease and desist letter. We have a posterity waiting for us.